Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Hey everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host, Daniel, playing Barrier All Day is Exhausting Pal. And Jason, back to the game from Destiny Alvey. Go Eagles. Oh, I guess there is uh, I guess there is one of those football things today, right? Right, yeah, I think the, the, the last one of the season, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, we're having chili tonight, so I guess that's a... Uh, the best part is the food, so we're having chili. No chicken wings, though. Ah, uh, that's sad. Chicken wings are the best. Yeah. Now I'm hungry for chicken wings. Me too. Yeah, I haven't had chicken wings in I don't know, like four days. It's, uh, it's been it's been less than 24 hours since I had some, and I still want more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be awesome though if we could get sponsored by like a um, uh, some sort of a chicken wing store, like a. Yeah, uh, like Hooters or uh, Wings, etc., or something, or Buffalo Wild Wings, or yeah, yeah. If you're listening, we're available. Yeah, we're available. I will gladly eat your wings. <laughs> so every day of the week, if we have to. Yeah, I will make the I'll make the sacrifice. So, well, so today's show. Um, so Jason and I want to keep the episode within a time certain time limit so we got a lot of great questions in our facebook today uh so we want to first talk about the lexington super qualifier that i went to yesterday and uh, we want to talk about the x-men set review and then answer some viewer questions so two things that we want to table uh for another episode that i want to that i do want to cover um but what I don't want to make today's episode too long is uh, the Rock Age Super Qualifier of uh, PJs that's coming up, uh, some of the uh, controversy surrounding Ophidian, and uh, talk about some uh, Rock Age uh, ID cards um, that Steve DiCarlo asked about. So I, I think I've got a whole episode worth of stuff I want to cover with those. Um, so we'll, we'll table those for another episode here within a week or so. But let's talk about uh, the Lexington Super Qualifier uh, that we went that I went to yesterday. Sam and I attended from the team, and uh, there was 28 folks there, which is a record um, for the Lexington folks. Um, I told Bob that uh, people love Limited, and um, they especially love 400 Modern Limited, which is what we played. And um, I had a blast. So I ended up getting fifth for the day. And, uh, Jason, that was like, uh, what, uh, 59 better than, uh, you did yesterday? Yeah, yeah, because I got, uh, 65th out of 97 people at the Destiny tournament that I went to. So, um, didn't exactly go my way. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I ended up um, in the top eight. My dice just uh, um, just crapped out on me. There were there were twenty seventeen rock dice from earlier in the year, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and blame the rock dice because why not? Valid point. Yeah, two crit misses and couldn't roll a six. Um, just tilted my team and my uh, it, it tilted my uh, barrier factory away from um, I had moved my factory of kind of actions towards offense for a turn you know expecting to hit a six with a prob and couldn't do that so that tilted my barrier factory off um, which allowed Jalen to come in and um, get some flurries in so um, but Jalen, um, Jalen Major, J Major's son won the event. So big props to Jalen. He he did an excellent job playing. Um, I'm proud to say that uh, Jalen didn't make any play mistakes necessarily, and I didn't make any play mistakes necessarily. I just had some dice that didn't go my way. Um, that probably could be constituted as a mistake, but you know it's, it is a dice game, so you have to count on your dice not shitting the bed occasionally. Um, so, uh, we can cover the top eight teams here. Uh, I want to get that out of the way and give some props to the folks. Top eight at a 28-player event's pretty big deal. Um, so we'll start out with, uh, and, I, and I'm not sure if fifth through eighth is in the exact right order here, um, but, um, it should be in order based on how, um, the uh, top eight was cut it. So in uh, in eighth place we have uh, Sam Powell, who played uh, Double Nix, Nighthawk, General Lane, and Elseworlds Common Green Lantern. Um, Sounds like a fun team. Yeah. So Sam wanted me to make sure that uh, I mentioned that she never rolled a five and she always rolled sixes whenever she got to go. She said it was ones, twos, or sixes on Green Lantern's carry ability. <laughs> so that um that's super awesome. Uh Sam had a good time. Um she squeaked in as a eighth seed there, uh with quite a few points. Um the uh the cool thing I like about four hundred limited is if you just look at Sam's point total, which all the build sheets are posted in our Facebook group, uh she scored um uh fourteen hundred and thirty seven points in uh five rounds so that's just a there was a lot of points to score through a lot of clicks of health that she had to murder um, so I love Sam's team it's uh we practice it quite a bit um and uh she loves Nighthawk she uh she I've got her to love Nick Fury so I don't know if there's anything richly special to talk about other than uh, the super special person that played it um, yeah it's basically just a move or hope you roll six and Nick blast stuff off the map right? then you outwit it and yep outwit and can't yep. use and hold on for some shape changes and rock and roll it's very positioning so that, that takes a lot of effort yeah. so you uh You've got some bazookas, but you've just got to put your bazookas in the right spot. So, uh, seventh place, 
should be uh, James uh, Bridgewater, who played a Gotham City Underworld team um, with 11 characters on it. Uh, so he played uh, Joke Car- Killing Joke Joker, uh, Title Harley, Lex Joker Duo at 75, Fast Forces Penguin, 1, 2, 3, 4 Joker Thugs, A Kite Man, A Big Tony, and The Corrupt GCPD Cop. That's a lot of moving pieces. Yes. Um... That is a, that's a lot. I didn't get to see uh, James play it quite a bit, um, but I, I did sit next to him in my top eight, and uh, I think uh, it lacks a little bit of offense, right? It's pretty, uh, right? It's pretty hardy in the amount of hits it can take, um, but I know that he faced uh, Randy Carter uh, with the Goblin King, uh, who's uh, I believe just able to overpower the team uh, piece by piece. Um, but, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of small point deep low dial figures. Right. Yeah, he's banking on Mastermind. He's not super particularly super mobile. It doesn't look like. Um. Yeah, and also, I think that's where you may be a little bit mistaken, is that the whole team did have the Underworld TA. Oh, uh, okay. So, there was a lot of carry shenanigans well, going on. I mean, like, his moving attack. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, as far as uh, movement, he had plenty of movement and carry, but no running shot, charge, any of those standard sort of things. Um but no, this is what I like, man. You can't uh, you can't really fit eleven characters on a team in a three hundred modern realistically. So, yeah, four hundred just opens up things. You can play a lot of different stuff that you couldn't normally play with. That's why I enjoy it. <coughs> oh, me too, for sure. Um, so the uh, next team, which should be sixth place. Um, is at four, he has a four and one record going into the top eight. Was uh, George Mason with a monster theme team of two seventy five Goblin King, one hundred and fifteen point Skeets, Skeets, and Stormbreaker. Which I've got to say is probably my favorite team of the day. One of the favorites, um, and in one of the two two seventy five Goblin Kings. In, a, in the top eight. Stormbreaker. Interesting choice. Yeah, so... Uh, plus two range. Energy explosion. I mean, that makes Goblin King a... What, a nine range? Yeah. I'm guessing he's mainly playing it for the range bump. Yeah. Probably not the energy explosion so much. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um... But no, so I think uh, I think George is kind of one of your uh, uh, players you won't ever hear about unless you're just local to our area. Um, George plays really well, positions really well. He just doesn't get out to any uh, big events usually. Um, so I mean, it's it's super simple. Skeets is hard to kill. Uh, three stop clicks. Um, 
you know, he enhances Goblin King the forward half of his dial, and then he can transport Goblin King out of harm's way on the back half of his dial. Um, so there was, I did see a couple of his games where he was able to uh, move in and out that way um, pretty pretty well. Actually, it was it was interesting. Um, but so I think it's in uh, Jason. We could talk about. 275 Goblin King a little bit in 400 Limited. Yeah, 275 Goblin King seems pretty great in 400 Limited. Uh, he gets his uh, Power Cosmic back, so he's immune to all this outwit that's out there. He doesn't... Uh, he didn't get hit in the uh, latest round of the uh, watch list. Right. And so I think the 19 defense and the um, nightmare tokens is big. Yeah. Um, you know, 12 attack, 5 damage. You just got a super solid piece for the uh, uh, for the points, and you know, 11 clicks to KO him. You know, unless yeah. you're unless you're doing 11 clicks of pulse wave uh, in yeah. one turn, he's hard to chew through. And with the power cosmic, he can double regen back up. Yeah, and he starts with good powers at 275 that he doesn't have to pick necessarily. Right. Yeah, the phasing in the Invincible is, is really good. Um, so, no, I liked it. George, George played it really well. It, it seems it seems simple at kind of onset, but uh, there there's more that's going on that just makes the team super solid. Yeah, I bet you see Skeets in action, so... Yes, that was my favorite part, was seeing Skeets on the board. So, um, so fifth place would be my team. Um, something that I was excited to play. Um, I wanted to roll the D20 one more time. So I played uh, D20 Doctor Strange, two Joker's Wild Green Lanterns, and uh, two Elseworlds Al Jordans. So, uh, my day was pretty exciting. Uh, round one. Um, well, I guess I have to talk about the team a little bit. The goal, main goal is uh, you've got four sources of barrier, two sources of perplex. Um, Doctor Strange has pra. I mean, outdoor dance can pick barrier. They can pick whatever power they want. you got the light wall markers. Um... So I had a couple of lucky matchups to begin with. Um, my uh, my round one was against a Shark Shredder, so I scored over 400 points. Uh, my round two was a Uni Mine, so I scored 515 points. Round three was exactly 400 points on the nose. Uh, round four uh, was had triples, so I scored 415 <laughs> points. And uh, round five was a zero point loss because I faced a beta ray bill, but it was a double zero loss. So that um, that wasn't too much fun. But the main thing is, is man, if you want to play a barrier team, you've got to be mentally prepared to do that all day, and. I was, but it was exhausting. 
to just continuously pace those barriers. And especially whenever barrier placement uh, comes in, whenever folks come across the entire map. Because uh, that's when it's really important to get your attacks in and get your barriers in. And I'm guessing you played on the underground map pretty much all day, right? Um, so round one was underground. Uh, round two was underground. Round three was on the Philippines jungle. I lost map to Jay's uh, Sinister Syndicate theme team. Round four was uh, on the Manhattan Bridge against Chad Birdzow, uh with his animal theme team. Uh, and then round five was on the underground. And then my top eight match was on the underground as well. So, so I looks like yeah. Overall, it's a pretty fair amount of theme teams that were being played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think I was the only mystical theme team. There were several sinister syndicate theme teams, monster, uh, animal. Uh, I think the most played game element. It would be a tie between King Shark and uh, Joker's Wild Green Lantern. All right, King Shark. Yeah, so uh, Chad played... The, the typical build there was uh, three King Sharks at full. So that starts you out at 270 points. Um, uh, Chad played with... Uh, had Ace the Bat Hound and a Space Mikey. Okay. Uh, and then Tribbles for 400 points on the nose. So the uh, the, the Tribbles spawning keeps you at your uh, uh, six characters for the plus one stats on the King Shark. Um, so, no, it was awesome. And nice. I think uh, Aaron Morgan uh, from Lucky Dice uh, played something similar with uh, Rat King instead of the uh, third King Shark. Um but the Joker's Wild Green Lantern, I saw several of those. PJ played six of them on uh, his JSA theme oh. team. So, yeah, the King Shark, that King Shark team sounds really, uh, really, really fun. I like that. Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, they, they he went to Manhattan Bridge, sidestepped off into the water, moved halfway across the map. And then had the reach to get you the next turn uh, with the uh, 12 for 5 flurries. Nice. Yeah, if we had a better water map. Yes. Uh, if we just don't have a, a, good, a good map that has, is covered in water. Uh, I guess we really haven't had one since, what, the uh, Atlantis uh, throne room went away? Yeah, the Atlantis throne room and then, what, Pack Ocean... Yeah, um, and then even the uh, Invincible Iron Man one would have been good. Uh, f- well, it's not Flooded Wakanda. Flooded Wakanda would be good though. Yeah, Flooded Wakanda would have been good. Uh, but there was an that Iron- was EVX. Yeah. yeah, but there was was I think there was an Invincible Iron Man map that had a bunch of water on it too. Oh. Um, maybe the trying port, to remember what that would be. But... The, uh, was that the port? Mm. The port of Miami. Maybe that was the uh, Invincible uh, the Iron Man three map. Okay, yeah, from the movie set, yeah. Um, but no, so either one of those would have been good. Uh, really, the, your modern options are Manhattan Bridge and the water treatment plant. So I, that's pretty limiting. But the main thing was is I had fun yesterday. 
Yeah, that's uh, what it's all about. Uh, or should be. Should be. Yeah, no, there was real no arguments yesterday or anything. Uh, it went really smooth. Uh, other than the fact that I was just tired at the end of the day. Uh, I got to see our, our friends the Lytles and PJ and our friends from Ohio. Um, just all of those guys. There was quite a few. I mean, like I said, there was 28 people there, so... Uh, it was also crowded. We were also in close confines to everybody. Yeah, I saw some video. It looked like it was a pretty tight fit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, fourth place. Uh, Randy Carter with another 275 Goblin King uh, with the symbiote that he would put on Goblin King. Uh, Gertrude and Ode Lace. Jane Foster and uh, Joker's Wild Green Lantern. Um, so really just kind of the, <coughs> the same concept here as um, George's team, right? 275 Goblin right. King, super solid. Uh, Gertrude and Old Lace, uh, super solid. Yeah, secondary attacker yep. uh, there. And uh, Jane Foster's awesome support that can't be killed easily. Right. Uh, and the Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Yep, barrier's always good. Now I think the... Uh, there's probably a couple of changes I would have made, right? The Jane Foster uh, could be swapped out to a Night Nurse. Um, I don't think that Jane or the Night Nurse... I don't think Jane not being able to get shot is super worth the 10 points. Um, so that would have freed up about 14 points. Um for maybe upgrading the Green Lantern to something else. Um, so there's a couple of options there. Maybe even upgrading to a little bit better object than the symbiote. Um, now the other thing I see is that he didn't have the Thor sideline for the Jane Foster. Yeah. Which is odd. I mean, it's not like that's a hard uh, piece to come by. Yeah. So I think those are a couple of changes. But Randy played it good all day. Um from what I saw. Uh, third place would be... Find his sheet here. Mr. Wes Summers, who played the champ piece, Beta Ray Bill, Chase Green Arrow, Mr. Mitzelplick, Lashina, Overdrive, um, Stormbreaker, Mirror of Missileth, and the Weapon Drop. Um, which, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that was a team that we had talked about with PJ on this very podcast late last year. I believe we did. Now I don't know if we had Mixie on there, but PJ, nah. we PJ did bring up Beta, Lashina, yeah. Overdrive, right? Um, which is uh, super solid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't talk about mental plague. Right. Uh, yeah, Beta says you can't be shot with it, what, in four squares? Yeah, or unless you're punching. Yeah, and then Lashina has the uh, the uh, plasticity that goes out, what, three squares? Yeah, within range and line of fire. Fire. So, yeah, you kind of use the two of them in conjunction to keep you from getting hit either way. Yeah, and then so uh, Wes was using Mitzelplick to make Lashina a Colossal, so she had full range 
Ah, nice. With her, yeah, line of fire. Um, so I would say that you know I played Wes. I couldn't say that I necessarily learned anything other than it was the fifth round and both of us had uh, uh, were making the top eight. So West never moved up. At least my theory was uh, should he moved up in, in enough squares, um, I was going to be able to separate Beta Ray Bill with the light wall marker and be able to shoot something. But, you know, that wasn't... Uh, you know, Wes is a good player, so he never allowed me to do that. So can't can't fault him for that. So as you can see, we both went to zero zero losses. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't my first time, so I mean Wes and I didn't have anything really, you know, contentious. You know, it wasn't anything you know, we weren't. We didn't have a contentious match or a bad match. It was just, well, right. we just talked about. It. I mean, are you going to move up and let me punch you? No. Are you going to move up and let me punch you back? No. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the first person that comes out is going to lose. So nobody wants to do that. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I had you know, Wes making Lashina colossal was really clutch. Um, you know, my plan, you know, my, my plan that I had in my head was, you know, Al Jordans can go giant uh, and kind of navigate around Lashina to some degree but, you know, with her being a colossal you know, that out giant reaches the the uh, giant so, that was unfortunate, but it was still it was still fun, we had a good match and we talked about it quite a bit, so, and it's on the uh, stream should you want 45 minutes of bore yourself to death. So, I think what's uh, what's really exciting to talk about here is uh, 1 and 2. So, Jason, from your memory, have we ever had a father and son top 2? Mm, I don't think so. I can't remember Howard Neeson ever pulling that off. Now, they almost did it Worlds. Uh, in um, almost. 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 Yeah. Um, but because there's not that many father-son pairs out there to begin with, right? And we were thinking even like brother, brother, uh, husband, wife. Um, so I mean, as far as I know, not at any major level event have has that has that happened before. Yeah, I can't think of one where it has either. So. I'm, surprised, I'm, I'm surprised to see that Jay was not playing Shredders today. Uh, Jay had talked about it, and he had said, I don't know what to play. And he's like, I'm not going to play Shredders. You know, he's most likely going to be playing them the entire month of March for WKOs. Um, so he just um, he decided not to play it today. And he had a, will, a really solid team. Uh, kind of a yeah. standard Senator Syndicate theme team. Um, with uh, two LE Doc Ox, Overdrive, Speed Demon, Kingpin, and the Fast Forces Doc Ock. Now, the Fast Forces Doc Ock, I forget what he does. Um, actually, nothing exciting. Um, he does have willpower, a uh, sidestep that ignores um, uh, characters and elevated, and I'm looking it up here. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I believe Kingpin is the one that can outwit through anybody that shares a keyword with him. I'm pretty sure. Let me look here. Speed Demon brings the prob. Yeah, Speed Demon brings the prob. The Dr. Octopus has the uh, sidestep, ignores elevated terrain, hindering terrain. Um, and he's got willpower and he's got outwit. Uh, pretty decent dial. He's got range. Which is the which the Le Doc Ox don't have. Don't. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kingpin. Um, now the Kingpin doesn't have the uh, the outwit. He does have outwit, but he can't draw the line of fire. You're thinking of the okay. Uh, I'm thinking of the main set one then. I guess uh, possibly yeah, but he had the Fast Forces one. Um, it says Kingpin and friendly characters within eight squares are considered adjacent to each other for the purposes of the Sinister Syndicate team ability. Oh yeah, which yeah. allows you okay. to p- replace Speed Demon's ability. Yes, um, and then he's got the Overlord of Crime leadership and outwit. So the team has four outwits available to it. Uh, when he loses leadership, he can remove an action token from a character with the Sinister, Sinister Syndicate keyword, regardless of point value. Which is yeah. not very useless. Which is useless now. Now, yeah, right. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting those two confused. Out. I'm thinking of the main set one uh, versus this one. Yeah, that's a good. He's really good too. Yeah, it's just really that 50 points to allow you to take speed demons, regardless of adjacency, to allow you some flexibility there um, in your movement. Um, but no, I, I ended up playing Jay. And uh, it came down to he took me to an open map, and my uh, range was able to uh, outrange outrange him. Uh, yeah, you're thinking of the the one that you're thinking of is the common kingpin, actually from familiar yeah. foes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's really good too. Um, he's got a super good leadership. He can remove it on a four through six. Six. Yeah. But yeah, no, both, so, go ahead. Both good choices. Both of them would be good choices. Yeah. But yeah, for this team, it works better with the one he has. But. Yeah. So, I mean, Jay was able to beat the um, Wes's team, um, which means he had to get through Lashina. Um, I, I'm sure the one of the two matches is on the stream to watch. Um but I mean, that's that was a big deal to get through all of that uh, plasticity, Green Arrow gunning you down, Mitzelplik um, messing with your die, Mitzelplik possibly locking you down. Um, so part of me thinks that Wes had a, probably had some missed attacks um, that helped Jay out. I'm sure they both played uh, very well and placed very well. Probably just came down to some rolls. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, it's like a, that's a lot for that Doc Ock team to get through. Yeah, and you know, depending on how he placed, um, you know, maybe the maybe he just sat there for a turn and just said, you know, I'm going to lose a Doc Ock, um, so he can stay within four and uh, start outwitting, right? So, <clears throat> move on to the champs team, um, which was funny. Uh, Jalen was the only uh, Unimind there that I saw 
out of twenty eight players. It's like we all <laughs> deci- it's like we all decided not to play Unimind. Um, That's surprising. Yeah, um, you know, I think everyone realizes that four hundred points is really a trap to play with the barrier, and uh, three hundred points can be rough depending on what else you pair it with the team. But so Jalen had uh, Unimind at 150 with two Forged and Blue Flames with uh, Athena and Makari. So all of the good powers, running shot, super senses, prob. Uh, two LE Doc Ox, Overdrive, Karen Page, and Domino. Uh, so he's got the prob. Karen Page ups the attack. Um, Unimind perplexing. <laughs> Yeah, all just everything that can help Doc Ock land the attacks. Yeah, which he needs a lot of help landing the attacks. So, yeah, I mean that. You know, you're getting Doc to a tw- each Doc to a twelve attack potentially, um, with a prob, with two probs. Um, you know, overdrive carries pretty much the whole team around. Um, so, so Jason, question then for history: Were vehicles always able to carry flyers? Has that always been a thing? As far as I remember, it has always been that way. It ignored speed symbols. Right, yeah, ignored speed symbols back in the day, and now it mm-hmm. just, uh, you can just carry regardless, I think, yeah. I, I seem to remember carrying around, like, uh, in the Batman set, uh, oh gosh. I can't think of her name now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank, it's bad. Yeah, was it uh, one of like the Wonder Woman's or whatever? No, not the Wonder Woman, but the Fury, the, the uh, Mister Miracle, and Big Barda, Big Barda. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah the Batman set Big Barda was pretty badass. I think I seem to remember carrying her around with uh, with a bat cycle on occasion. Yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, I love the I love the uh, old set um, old set. Um, Vehicles, those are fun for uh, uh, Rock Age. Uh, the new vehicles are good. Overdrive is just uh, just a phenomenal piece. Well, well worth his thirty five points. Um, so I think we can. We got a couple of Lexington related questions uh, coming up. So Joshua Essex, we we talked a little bit about Goblin King. Um, I think the main thing that peers down to is uh, with 125 points to support Goblin King at 275 uh, special objects, you can have a very awesome Goblin King. Uh, and even at 300 Modern, we've you know we've talked about having uh, Supreme Intelligence and a, a Supreme Intelligence and a Symbiote and. Uh, on a Goblin King at 275, and it's a lot to chew through. You know, he's picking Energy Shield Deflection, Combat Reflexes, has On Dial Invincible, can get uh, Super Senses from the Supreme Intelligence, the Symbiote gives him Shape Change. Shape Change. So, you know, there uh, it's just as far as defense goes, and then, you know, he's just shooting something, right? He shoots a Carnage on your team, you you are now stuck with having to chew through 11 clicks that can regen it back at any time. 
Yeah, definitely, it's definitely an uphill battle. Right. And five five layers of defense is uh, nothing to scoff at. Yeah, and and we've mentioned that before on here is that if you yeah. if I have if I had a new guy that wanted to play, I would hand him a full point Goblin King, the pack, and the Supreme Intelligence and a symbiote, and say, here, pick these things and roll dice. And you'll be okay. You know, you'll at least be able to have some fun. So, let me see what else we got here. Um, what was your favorite team you played against at the Rockathon? Uh, favorite team? Mm, probably the animal team. I just love the King Sharks. It's great sculpt, great team, um, lots of attacks going off. It has enough attacks to get through barrier, so that's important. Uh, least favorite team, uh, Jalen's team because I lost to it. But no, I, that's probably not my least favorite. It was probably the Beta Ray Bill, just because it was a direct counter to my team. Um, and Jason, I think we can both answer this one. What team did you see that gave you inspiration for future team ideas? Mm, probably Goblin King. I, 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 could, I could play some Goblin King. I, have a, I liked him anyway. And yeah. I, I don't know, I have fun playing, I have fun playing like 10 pole pieces, so... Yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, I think uh, I think f- careful practice play with a full point gobby, uh, and you can have a good time. Yeah, I've never fielded him in more than 75 points, so. That would I be, uh, have not either, no. It'd be new, so. Yeah, I think keeping track of the nightmare tokens was the big thing that I saw from a couple of the matches. Um, yeah. Although I do have to say that I would totally love to play a bunch of King Sharks. I don't think you'd have a bad day. That's I'm already, I already like Secret Chicks anyway, and and uh, animals theme teams are fun. So it just sounds like a good that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I think that I think the big thing that they kind of slow down the teams is that uh, they do have to move up. So that's always that's always can be dicey, right? Is is just right. having to move up, um, because uh, just in my example against Chad's game, he moved up his uh, space Mikey, um, and I side blasted him with a thirteen attack and six damage and killed it. So uh, the close combat always has an issue against range, right? That's just a right. part of the game. Um, but if you can find a way to withstand that attack and um, come back up. Then uh, you, you'll do okay. I, I, I'm kind of sad that none of them cracked the top eight, uh, really. Um, especially Chad. Chad played it really well. So um, it, it's something to think about. Um, let's talk X Men. All right. So uh, I did get a couple jokes yesterday of. Um, folks that were saying they were going to leave the podcast because we hate the uh, X-Men set. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we didn't say we hated the X-Men set last time. Yeah, so... Yeah. 
Uh, if you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a guy that posted on our Facebook group that he was leaving our Facebook page and stopped listening to the podcast because of the hate for the X Men set and Leech on our previous podcast, of which there was none. <laughs> right. 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 So, I think I think we we ranted about turn order and uh, picking powers and whatnot on your opponent's turn. And... Right. Yeah. So just to be clear. We love the X-Men set. We, however, do not love opponents taking um, actions and time on my turn while I'm trying to plan out how to KO your pieces. So that that's my issue. I don't care that I don't care that it's a nerf to pick a power. I, I don't care that what kind of pieces they are, right? If this was a DC set, I'd say the same thing. I don't even know what in DC does the same thing as Leech, but uh, Parasite. Let's say that there was a Parasite in DC that does the same thing. Don't like it. Don't like my opponent doing things on my turn because they use the that reasoning in Errata and Uni. So, Yeah. Yeah, I guess PJ brought up the point that there was, you know, people have always done stuff on your opponent's turn, you know, super rolling super senses or probing or whatnot. But that, that's not quite the same as sitting around choosing powers that you can't use and, you know, things like that. I mean, those those are roles you do, the, you know, you automatically do. It doesn't take time to think about that. Right. Right. Yeah, um, I agree with you. So, I mean, but on top of that, I mean, they are they are doing those things, right? There's the... Mm-hmm. Well, do I want to roll super senses? Uh, well, or do I want to prob? Right, that already exists. Now this is on top of that. Right. So it's kind of gone from a balanced amount that we're used to for fifteen years um, to an unbalanced state. So. Yeah, and you know, I gotta say, if we're talking about that, I wasn't excited about the X Men set. Like, I've just not been paying attention, honestly. For the last, like, I don't know, two to three months, probably from here of Hero Clicks. After the WKO, I kind of just stopped in November. I kind of just stopped thinking about Hero Clicks for a while. But I've been on this Star Wars Destiny kick, you know. Mm-hmm. But I got to play these Battle Royals Thursday with these pieces, and you know, having them in my hands kind of got me excited about it. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear that. So, well, let's jump into our super positive and exciting set review of X-Men Xavier School. So, uh, you know, Jason, I was thinking about our normal um, pick our favorite one and then pick our meta mm-hmm. one. Um, right. I think there's really in the lower in each rarity, there's just a little bit more to talk about. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll let you... Um, just give us your first common piece that you want to talk about. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting pieces here. I think. Um, I guess you know if I want to talk, I, I think the first one that I see, I want to talk about X trainee. Okay. Okay, so you got uh, fifteen or twenty five point piece. Uh, fifteen points your opponent gets to pick the uh, dial. Uh, that's not what you want to do, but if you want to just fill out an X-Men theme team and have a normal, overwhelming uh, theme, uh, theme team bonus, that's probably the way to go. But, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, for 25 points, it's a pretty good little offensive piece. You get a, a hypersonic speed harasser for 25 points. 
um, that can be super annoying against your other support pieces if with a perplex or two. Right. Uh, or you know you've got a you know a ranged combat expert piece that could be you know hitting for four damage. Or close combat expert, uh, you know. So uh, I like those. I like the little generic pieces, and that one. That one's a fun one. Yeah, and so I think I'll just tail in with the. I like the X student at 006 for the same reasons, right? You get a mm-hmm. um, 25 point TKer supporter, uh, mm-hmm. mind controller, or tie up piece. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know how good I think it is as a tie-up piece because it doesn't have shape change and it's only two clicks. Right. That's probably the weakest point on it, I think. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like plasticity and poison as a combo, but if you're going to be a tie-up piece, I think you need at least like some sort of defensive power, combat reflexes, or or shape change, mm-hmm. and probably more than one hit kill. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, so, but I think where it really shines is the is the support. In TK. In yeah. the TK. Uh, now, there are pieces that do that better, but if you're trying to fill out an X-Men theme, then um, it, it's not bad. No, it's an attack starting support and sidestep is not horrible at all for a healer. No, not at all. And even at the 15 points, right, if we were to talk about 15 points, uh, I think the X-Trainee would be the one that you would want at 15 mm-hmm. points. Right, because um, then you get a fifteen-point charge, super strength, um, attacker. Then right, right, so, or you know, sidestepping close combat p- expert piece. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the weakest dial is the charge super strength one, but that's still picking mm-hmm. up a heavy ten for four, right? Right, or you know, and if they pick, then you get a six range with range combat expert. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're probably going to pick the charge. Or the sidesteps, probably. Yeah. But those are still, you know, 10 for fours. So Yeah, yeah, for a 15-point piece, that's way, it's punching way above its point level. Right. Um, so the, I think the, the, the next two pieces, or the next piece to talk about is the Mora Metagrit Prime. Uh, 40 points, X-Men keyword. Uh, Pawn of the Shadow King is the big trait here. Uh, when an adjacent character uses mind control, they can use it with three bolts. Um, and then the other trait is uh, ch- free, choose a character in the KO area and turn it to its starting click this game. Choose a standard power that that character can use, and Mora Metagrit can use the chosen power until your next turn. Um, Man, first thing that comes to mind for me is, like, Rat King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rat King with Mora... And mind control is huge. Um, even, I mean, we all know we well, we all know and love Uni, but that gives him another bolt for his mind control. Um, uh, one, I don't know. I would, I would, I would say sidestep, willpower, perplex. Um, would you be willing to say best common prime since Peggy? I think so. I think I would. Yeah. It's definitely the most interesting one since her. Right. I, mean, I couldn't tell, I couldn't even tell you what the other common primes were probably since her. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you probably have competition from Red Leader. Um, yeah, I, yeah, he's good too, but... I mean, Mora is 10 points less, still has Perplex. 
you know, and what's interesting about her arena of death and science is that it says choose a character in a KO area. Uh, so that means you can choose your opponent's KO area. So let's say you killed something and let's say you killed an ex-student um, that was on TK. Well, now you've got a 40-point yep. TKer with Perplex and Sidestep and Willpower. So... And that's a free thing, so you can do it every turn. Now, obviously, that's kind of an engine that builds up uh, as the game goes on, but uh, I like it. Yeah, it it has good it has a lot of potential. So, I think the next thing is something that um, there's three of them, right? There's ten A, ten B, and ten C, uh, and it's all the cuckoos. Cuckoos, cuckoos. How do you how do you say those? Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Oh, I always call them the cuckoos. Yeah. Cuckoos. Mm-hmm. Um, so big thing here. Fifty points. Stop click. With willpower. Um, pretty awesome. Um, and they can perplex each other. Um. Uh, the the mindy cuckoos the big one I think the the, the most powerful one with the sidestep and side blast uh, willpower mm-hmm. uh, definitely now I mean you, you know you talk about it it is fifty points but you're going to have to put two attacks into it um, or burn your green arrow on it which is neither are good options um, um, but no I like them Th- those are super solid um, I wish they had kind of a generic keyword. Um, I mean, I, I wish they know. could use perplex other than just on each other, but right. Um, do uh, so are the are they missing like the mystical keyword? Are these things mystical type things? I, I don't know what they are. No, really. I mean the, the the cuckoos were basically just like uh, you know Emma Frost's proteges, and they they had uh, you know mental powers like Emma. They could uh, re, you know that they're, in that they're in that same vein as her. Uh, but they they gained the Phoenix Force at one point, uh, which is why they had the Phoenix. This is why they had the Phoenix Force keyword. Uh, I forget exactly. I forget exactly what story that was. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, their their last click is not exactly like a. They don't hulk out that much there, but right. And you got charge and battle fury and three damage, but uh, maybe that's what hulking out is nowadays. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, I hope not. I hope not, but. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, so, tell me, I just want to make sure I didn't find, like, uh, a weird fan site here. Um, but now, according to the Marvel Wikipedia, which I think is valid, mm. it says, uh, the origin of these is while Emma Frost was laying in a comatose state, comatose state, uh, Dr. John Subline harvested eggs from her to begin experimentation. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, that's that's correct as far as I know. That's super creepy. Yeah, they were actually like, yeah, part of her. Like, they're sort of her daughters, I guess, in a vein, you could say. But wow, that's uh that's pretty crazy. But. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what the stop click's supposed to be. I guess that's supposed to be their flawless diamond form, right, is what the power's named. Right. Uh, so I don't think that that's really necessarily a super powerful form for them anyways. I mean, 
you know, Emma Frost is never super powerful in her diamond form. She's just really hard to hurt. Yeah, it's really yeah, exactly. So um so the next one is Sync. That's uh that's a good one here. Free, choose a friendly character within range and line of fire and choose a standard character. That character can use Sync can use the chosen power until your next turn. And in addition if the chosen character has the Generation X keyword, he can use Perplex in addition to the chosen power. So, um, lots of lots of pick pick a power, picking a power there. I don't know how to say that. Um, but so that's, I think that's probably the the neat one there is that he can take a power and just become whatever support piece you need him to be. Right. I don't know how I feel about pick a power right now. Uh, you know, I think it. I think it remains. I think it remains just as strong as it ever was. I think the anti pick a power pieces in this set are a point trap in general. Um, but we can talk about those. I, I've got some points to make whenever we get to those particular ones. Uh, the Mystique is cool too if she's on like a um, if Mystique is adjacent to an opposing character she can't be attacked by non-adjacent characters that's interesting mm-hmm. it's not super compelling I don't think I kind of like uh, Rusty uh, running shot psychic blast you know if, you, if you're able to target somebody that already has got two tokens uh, you know got tokens on they're probably just going to wind up or has a token, one token on them, they're going to either have to clear, they're going to take a pen damage. Uh, after already taking two psychic blast damage. Right. Uh, he's, he's decent for 40 points. Yeah, he's not bad. And barrier. Uh, and barrier. I kind of kind of sad that they get away with the clicks FX bases, because uh, this guy right. would have had one. Um, well, I guess you can just conscript a fired marker token from somebody from the previous set and <laughs> lay it down yeah you could you certainly could um uncommons so I think there's a lot in the uncommons go ahead you go first Jason mm, who do I like the best well I mean Leech let's talk about Leech sure I mean he's probably the, the uncommon from the set right right so he's not a unique. Uh, he's tiny. Uh, 30 points with stealth and um, outwit. And then so his outwit is each time Leech uses it, if this target was in four squares at the resolution, he can use outwit again. Targeting character not already targeted by outwit this turn, he can keep using it as long as he has targets. So that in and of itself is, you know, uh, very good if you get swarmed. Uh, you can just outwit, 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 outwit. Um, so that's powerful as is um, right. but I think the big thing is whenever an opposing character would use an effect that allows it to choose standard powers uh, you may choose a standard power first this turn that character can't choose that standard power that you choose so if I go to pick powers with say Jakeem they can say well let's just say you're playing two leeches they can say well I pick uh, running shot and hypersonic speed so now you can't pick those two powers. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, why I think it's a point sink. I believe it to be a point sink because there are very strong teams that don't rely on picking powers. Right. Like um, Shredders. Sh- shredders. Um, that's the big one that comes to mind. Um, you know, I can give, uh, you know, if I just look at Rock Cup's top, top 16, um, you've got uh, Wes's 100-point Carnage team. Uh, it doesn't really pick powers. Mm. Kenny's uh, Mr. Mrs. Death team. That's right. That's a big one. Um, and the other one, it was um, my our buddy from uh, New Hampshire, uh, who I played in the top 16. I apologize that I forget your name, but uh, he played a Red Leader, Devil Dinosaur, Haha um, ha Joker team. Um, so none of that. Uh, and Mini Shredder was on that team, so none of that really picked standard powers. Um, so if if you play Leech, you now have a thirty point outwit piece. If that team doesn't pick powers, right? Which a, a multi outwit thirty point piece with stealth is not horrible in and of itself, right? Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I don't disagree with that. Um, I think I would play him on a Shredder team. Yeah, he would be good on a Shredder team to overdrive up, you know, outwit all of the Invincible that you can, uh, or just stop them from picking Invincible. Invincible, yeah. And uh, then shred away, right? Right. I just, I don't know, I just feel like these pieces are probably cheap enough that you're just, people are going to play a bunch, you're going to see a bunch of them. They may not be the best play, but I think you're going to see enough of them that they're going to be annoying. Right. If you're gonna play a Unimind or a Jakeem or a Goblin King, you're gonna run into them most likely. Yeah, and I think what's bad. So I think there's two ways to look at this set. You think about between now and the first of June, um, what we've got. So we should have two sets of WKOs. We'll have a multitude of Rock Regionals and Super Qualifiers, and then you have the after June meta. Um, mm-hmm. So like I think before June, something like Leech just dies to a Hawkeye. Um, after retirement, right. he becomes a lot more powerful. Because um, there's no Hawkeye to just murder him. Yeah, at least one ID card. Right. Yeah. So At least you have to have main force Hawkeye in that case. But Yeah. If somebody uh, wins Worlds with main force Hawkeye... I will give you the crispest high five you have ever received. <laughs> you can hold me to that. Um, so I think the next uncommon I want to talk about is uh, is Cipher. Um, so 70 points, 35 and 70. I don't think his 35-point line is that great. Um, no. But I think that his 70-point line is. Uh, he's got a stop-click with Invincible. Um, he's got um, the Poison and uh, Plasticity and Shape Change. Change. And he's got the Robot keyword. Um, and then he also has the... Uh, now maybe only good in Sealed, but characters within three squares within the New Mutants keyword has Protected Outwit. Um so that could be good for sealed, depending on what the rest of your pools are. 
Um, but I think at 70, he becomes just a, just a solid, hard-to-deal-with piece with their, on, a, on a robot team. Um, and I think I think Jason, would you agree? Like the the Beast, the Iceman, the Cyclops, the Jean Grey are are just solid pieces, but yes. nothing nothing spectacular in them. Yeah, they're not like just super outstanding, but they're all so, they're all serviceable. They're all solid. Yeah, um, I can see them, you know, getting some use. I mean, they'd be a fun theme team together. Well, so these these don't all go together. Actually, some of them are the X Factor ones. Some of them are they they broke up in the commons and the uncommons between the X Factor and the all new X Men, but. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're they're, all, they're solid pieces. Yeah. Um, I like uh, skin. All right, skin. That's o- kind twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like um, he's a nice tie up piece. He has plasticity, giant reach two, and opposing characters within two squares in line of fire. Treat him as adjacent for movement. Nice. So kind he, of a kind of a plastic man sort of thing. Sort of, yeah. He has a, he has in cap and he's got shape change. Um, five clicks deep, you know. So with toughness, so he's giving he can give you some trouble to, to keeping you locked down a little bit. Yeah, and then the generation X traits um, are cool to move and um, then making a regular attack. So they've they've got a moving attack that can't be outwitted. Uh, in this case, right, because it's not actually uh, a power, right? It's, it's a trait. Right, so. it's a trait. Yeah, I mean, he's not better than Lashina or anything like that, but I mean, it's for a sealed. He's he's pretty he's pretty great and sealed, I think. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Uh, what else do we have in uh, the uncommons? That's pretty much it, right? Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, Kitty Pride lets you uh, move through walls, which is kind of neat, but I don't know that it's worth 50 points. She really doesn't do anything else. Yeah, it's the it's the ID card that's the big deal with her, right? Right, yeah, that, that's probably so. So when we get to the end, we can talk about what, what, what ID cards are good um, as well break that up a little bit so yeah these are mainly covering what pieces are good kind of main force i guess um, so rares um the other big dog is here right darwin darwin so uh darwin is a unique 35 points x-men and x-factor keywords um the instant adaptation, when Darwin is targeted with an attack, choose a standard defense power. Darwin can use that chosen power for this attack. Uh, I can adapt faster than you. When another character uses an effect that allows it to choose one or more standard powers to use after resolutions, deal that character one unavoidable damage. And two stop clicks with regeneration. Yeah, he's probably the most, he's probably the more annoying of the three pieces to me. He is. Um... So, I think where, so this is kind of one of those things where it's, where is this piece going to shine? Um, I don't think Darwin gets his full light in the sun until possibly 2019's limited season. Um, with the pick a power. Now here's why I say that. 300 modern, um, it goes back to, there are just teams 
that don't pick powers that are good. That's why I think that this guy is a point sink as well. Um, and it's specifically Shredders, right? Shredders and Overdrive are going to be legal for Worlds this year. Um, there are a lot to chew through. Um, and he doesn't get his instant adaptations from Shredders. Right. Do you think his existence just keep it's like people would tend to play less pick a power though because they're out there. So I hey. think so I think my take on that is I think it changes the pick a power. So if I want to play Uni Mind, I instantly just put Surter on the team. Right, because Surter just uh, takes him out in a one shot with a retaliation. Right, probably. Uh, yeah. he, it takes him perplexed to do it, um, but. So Darwin doesn't get super senses or anything off of that because uh, Surter is worded differently that says it doesn't key off of a hit. It Surter just says characters targeted by Surter can't use defense powers. And right now it's not just defense powers in the slot thanks to the whole the, the, uh, the watch list. Right. Yeah. Very correct. So you can't equip Darwin with something that will make him a little more resilient. So Surter just blows through him. Um, so if you choose, if you play Darwin, planning on facing Unimine Surter, uh, and then you play against PJ Boland playing Mistress Death, you know you've got a thirty-five mm-hmm. point thirty-five point piece that PJ ignores while the rest of your team dies. Right. So. And you just you gave up a, free, a pretty easy thirty five points to Surter, otherwise. Right. Now, if you go into say you play Darwin with Unimind and Nighthawk uh, for the next couple of months, then I think that you've you've burned up thirty five points that could be a, a Surter and a Carnage, or a Surter and an ID card, and two or ID a, cards, something like a that. Telepo- or a teleporter. Right. A full teleporter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, now, to be clear, this is not saying that... Uh, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying these things because I want to play pick-a-power pieces and I'm trying to discourage people from playing anti-pick-a-power pieces. Um, that's just my genuine advice. Um, I, I think that... I know that I'm not going to play them on my team because I think that I can get more value for my points. Um, it, it was funny, just as an example, as of yesterday, I played a barrier team. Uh, one of the gentlemen that I talked to, uh, Harrison Fordyce, that posted in our group that says, uh, Daniel advised me to play an Asgardian-themed team with Mjolnir Hulk, knowing that he was going to play barrier. So, um, you know, I, 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 will, I will advise everyone to play what's good and what, you know, I would advise against playing things that are bad. Uh, and I think that playing Darwin is something that is bad to play. Yeah, we're not here to hide anything. We want everybody to generally do the best they can. Yes, a hundred percent agree. So, uh, I'll I be think... I'll be honest. I none of this stuff dis- discourages me from playing pick a power. Right. I think you know, and as far as that openness about what to play, I think you know, you know, ten years ago. Heroclix was all about like secrets and having something that caught your opponent off guard, and I, I don't. It's not like that anymore. I don't think uh, everything's a lot more open, and 
social media and podcasts and whatnot have really been the reason that it's that way now. Yes, I agree. So it's exciting stuff. Um, so the next rare uh, to talk about would be the all new Wolverine. Um, and this is kind of probably going towards more of the ID card discussion, but uh, all new Wolverine produces a pog with charge and blades and battle fury, and you have to KO that bystander twice. Pretty good. Very great. Uh, will be great off of the um, ID card as well. Uh, but even better in sealed. The more attackers that you can bring to sealed, um, the, the better it is. Uh, I would also say um, I'm sad that they get rid of the split merge mechanic um, with um, the uh, oh. Red Hulk Rider um, because this all new Wolverine is uh, you know part of the Circle of Four. Um, I think uh, splitting Red Hulk Rider into the four Circle of Four because what was it Venom, Red Hulk, Red Hulk, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider, and Ghost Rider, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, split. that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Um, so, I think the next one to talk about is the uh, Prime Professor X. The Brood Professor X. which Who has a fantastic sculpt, if you haven't seen it. Oh, I haven't got to see it yet. So. I pulled it. I pulled it in our little battle royale. Nice Thursday night, and it is. It looks fantastic. Nice. He he is super fun to play. Cool. Um. So the a couple things here. Uh, when an opposing character fifty points or more, or fifty points or less, or another friendly character with new mutants keyword is KO, generate a royal hatchling bystander. Uh, so the bystanders fly, and they have blades and toughness. Um, and mind control. And mind control with 10 attack. Not bad. Um, headmaster, new mutants, leadership perplex, but only to target another friendly character with the new mutants keyword, uh, which could be him, uh, which could be anybody else on your team with the new mutants keyword. Can't target himself. Uh, during force construction, you may include one student ID on your force without adding its cost, so that's all good. Um, hive mind control. Uh, mind control sidestep. When Professor X uses mind control and hits, replace each hit character's attack and damage value with the highest printed and attack value, respectively, among them. Um, so, you've got three bolts, mind control. He pops off the ID card. Mind controls your team with the highest printed and attack value among them. Um, so let's say you mind control your Nighthawk and the Unimind um, and hit them all. So now uh, Nighthawk is attacking your Carnage with an 11 for 4 instead of a 10 for 3. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I think your... my biggest gripe with him is he didn't have any kind of improved targeting. Yeah, so and that goes back to our um, our uh, rules change discussion. Is that stealth becomes big again because improved targeting went away, and outwit becomes good, right? We already know that. But the uh, 
just the stealth becomes big because improved targeting is just not being handed out anymore. Yeah, not like it was, not at all. Mm-mm. Um, so if I'm just going down through the rest of the rares here, um, magic is okay. Um, it, it can upgrade, so that's always good. Um, Banshee is okay. But we didn't get a Banshee ID card, right? So that's kind right. of disappointing. Um, and he was a headmaster, right? I guess of Generation X, so we didn't get like a faculty ID card for him. Um, Which would be great for the Rock Age. <laughs> right, yeah, for Pat's event out in Cali. Yeah, that would be mm. huge. Um, I think, you know, if I if one I didn't like would be M. Uh, you get two extra clicks for uh, uh, forty points. Kind of, kind of sucks. Um, just that point costing there. Uh, yeah, because the stats are not that great. Right. Um, Brew is great for twenty five points. Points. Uh, yes. Sorry, sorry, fifty points. Uh, yeah, fifty points. He gets those two stop clicks at the end. Yes. Uh, with the with the blades and charge and combat reflexes, he is super fun. I played him too. His and, sculpt is awesome. And Battle Fury. Yeah, and Battle Fury. So they kept right through that shape change. Mm-hmm. Um. So the last pick of power piece to talk about is uh, Prodigy. So thirty points again. Um, not a unique. <laughs> Uh, outwit, willpower, sidestep, all great powers for 30 points. Uh, his trait, knowledge spun. Once per turn, when an opposing character uses an effect that allows it to choose standard powers to use, you may choose a friendly character. Prodigy and the chosen character can use those standard powers until the end of your next turn. So, there's a lot going on there, but that goes back to, man, now you're, you well, I gotta choose the the character to use and now you're I have a running shot and an invincible as well on these characters um, which, which makes prodigy really um, really resilient right with with folks picking invincible so I think out of all of the three um, prodigy becomes the most playable. I can agree with that because that's it's giving you more powers on your turn, mm-hmm. on your opponent's turn to use, and you can use those powers until the end of your next turn. So, if um, you know someone uses uh, picks perplex, then you can use perplex, and then you've got perplex on your turn. So now Prodigy's turning right. into this whole. You know, you can have two perplexes, right? So you're turning, and it's turning into this whole, I guess, really power, power choice, power name here is correct, the sponge, right? So you're soaking up all these other powers from your opponent, right? So your opponent wants to pick running shot pulse wave with his goblin king. Well, now you've got two running shot pulse waivers, right? Right now, my Jakeen, yeah. now my uni mind can have running shot pulse wave, right? <laughs> so. 
I mean, I think that one's probably the most fair out of the three, uh, as far as um, uh, on doing things on my opponent's turn. Because um, it, it doesn't prevent, it doesn't damage. Uh, you just get to do, you get to use their stuff. So, all right, super rares. Um. Man, I just I just don't like the two title characters. Their their K, their KO effects are too big. Um, the Professor X and the Magneto, um, their their negative nine, their their ultimates are just not that great. Uh, their plus ones aren't that great either. Um, Magneto is just missing willpower for me. Um, I don't know. I, I I just don't like them. Yeah, uh, Magneto might be a decent call in. Uh, you can't call him in because he it goes by the Magneto thing, and his name is Magneto Realist. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's why they don't use the real names anymore, do they? That's correct. Yeah. So he's not even good as a call in. Um. Super rare, I think. So the angels okay. Um, the super rare Cyclops is probably the first one to talk about. That's huge. Uh, One hundred and fifty point call in, uh, running shot, eight range, twelve attack, and willpower. Um, and if he has traded sidestep, and if Cyclops is closer to an opponent's starting area than his own, he can use penetrating psychic blast. Otherwise, he has ESD. Um, and free, make a ranged attack, but only to target an opposing character that damaged another friendly character with the X-Men keyword on the, with an attack on your last turn. Um, so ignores and destroys blocking. Um, so wow, there's, there's a lot going on with that guy. Uh, good combat values. Yeah. Even at 50 points. Yeah, He's running. doing... He's doing the exact same stuff with just slightly less stats. Right. Just one attack value. And one one defense value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to call him in, even if you don't have a lot of high-point characters, mm -hmm. he can still do a great job coming in at 50 points. Yeah. So, I mean, in a theoretical Goblin King and Red Leader on the same team, Red Leader calls him out. Perplexes him up, Goblin King one seventy five, boosts him up, and he's pretty potent piece. Um, the next one to talk about that's really resilient, and a lot of resilient pieces in this set. I think we've said that quite a bit. Uh, the super rare Wolverine, um, leadership perplex. Um, at 150 is the big thing, though. He gets three stop clicks with regen on his dial. Um, and if he's closer to an opponent's starting area than his own, he can use Flurry. Otherwise, he uses Combat Reflexes. Um, so that's going to be a cool, a very good call-out. Um, and he's great for sealed, too. Just yeah. three, three, three stop clicks with regen. Man. Yeah, that's that's a tough draw and seal if you're if you're playing against it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can talk about one that I don't like. 
Gateway. Um, 50 points, 8 passengers. Gateway may carry characters with the Flight or Battle Fury if they share a keyword. Uh, he has no generic keywords. Uh, when Gateway carries two more characters after resolutions in your action phase, begin the end of turn phase. Yeah. So there's no carry sh- carry shenanigans with this guy either. Yeah, he was great until that second line. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your next one, Jason? Uh, I like uh, I kind of like dust. All right. With the with the free uh, the free smoke cloud. The best way to have smoke cloud. The yeah the only way to have smoke cloud. Right. <laughs> I mean she sidestep precision strike eleven for three. She has super senses. She gets plus one for each adjacent smoke cloud uh, marker placed by her on her defense. So that's cool. Yeah, this this free smoke cloud. And then uh, at the end of the turn, you deal a damage to each opposing character occupying her adjacent to the smoke cloud marker. Yeah. Uh, something like this would be uh, devastating in a battle royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a standard like a battle royal at Gen Con or Origins. Uh, because it says at the end of each opponent's turn, deal one damage to each opposing character occupying or adjacent to a smoke cloud marker placed by dust. So that's just three free damage, which is huge in a battle royal scenario. And yeah, it could be. And sidestep. Nothing wrong with sidestep. And it ignores elevated and hindering terrain for movement. Mm-hmm. Which is great on those Battle Royal maps. Yep. Most of the time, those frustrating uh, maps with the water and the, and the maze. Uh, yes. Especially. Or, and, and, yeah, both of them are the ones they've been using, actually. But, yeah. And I think the next one here is your um, must-play sealed pick. Uh, it's Kid, Kid Gladiator. Um, just mainly from when Kid Gladiator KOs an opposing character, modify all his combat values until another friendly character KOs an opposing character. Um, so that's just... He's yeah. just a murdering machine, basically. And it's not hard to pull an X-Men theme in this set either, so you can get the theme no. team probs so it makes sure that he can hit, land hits. Yeah, and there's plenty of pieces he can KO in one shot. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be out on the board. The ex-student and trainee come to mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. That's kind of a uh, that's kind of a Star Trek, uh, it's not Star Trek, but a Star Wars sort of thing, right? Where the uh, uh, the gladiator comes in here and uh, murders all the students. Right. That's uh, yeah. A little bit of a call back there to Darth Vader, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, Kylo, right? Uh, Kylo, yeah, sort of, yeah. Didn't Kylo murder all the students? Did I miss that from the last movie? Well, I think some of them wound up going with him. Like, it helped him murder them, but yeah. Anakin straight up just killed the little kids. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um... So magic is good for being upgraded into the other one. Um, Emma Frost. I want to like the Emma Frost Prime. Um, I'm just never impressed with Emma Frost figures. Like, mm, ever. No. Uh, The only one that's been compelling has been the LE with the 20 defense stop click. 
And even then, it's kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I don't read enough of her in the comics to, to know why, if they're not misrepresenting her. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm just not impressed. Um, it, when she showed the... Uh, I, I think the problem with this set is that there's not a lot of generic keywords. Everything is a named keyword. So like her unlo- unlocking your potential and power enhancement when White Queen uses either power, she can instead affect friendly characters within three squares if they share a keyword with her, with no generic keywords. Right, and w- once once uh, un- the Uncanny set retires, you're, this is the only X-Men keyword pieces that are really going to be around uh, from this set. So they're going to be even fewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the last one of the super rares Venus de Milo not not really because they gotta do the uh, they gotta hit to get the headline tokens so that's uh, that's debatable she's 85 points only ecstatic and the lab- there's, a, there's a generic keyword. Yeah, there is, there's a generic keyword there, yeah. Um, let's talk chases. I think... Well, I think the only one I care about is Iceman. Um, so I think I can convince you otherwise uh, on a couple of these. Um, Angel is good. Um, the combo there that's really nice is the Elseworlds Green Lantern. Um, so, uh, Angel comes out, dies, uh, deals all the three damage within five squares, etc., etc., uh, and then the Elseworlds Green Lantern brings him back, and he does it all over again. Now, that's a lot of points to give up, but you can get some pretty big benefits out of that. Um, Dark Beast I think that's another one that I just never impressed with Beast um, like uh, so like the Starter Hulk that does Leap Climb and Quake um, Dark Beast would be a perfect candidate for that so I'm not going to convince you on the, on the Dark Beast um but uh, the next chase, Cyclops, is a good one to care about um, at, at its 100-point line. Um, expect- yeah, he's not bad. Yeah, so, uh, running shot, 8 range, um, can shoot out of adjacency, 4 damage, enhancement, um, uh, especially post, yeah. post-retirement. Uh, you're talking about, or even now, you're talking about an ID card that uh, Mistress Death can call out. My I, my feelings are probably a little bit, uh, you know, um, tainted due to the original AOA Cyclops that they put out was like one of the most horrible figures of all time. All right, how long ago was this? Uh, Mutations and monsters. All right, this is new for me. I want to look it up. Uh, was that the O twenty three one? Uh, I think that's yeah, the only one. I think yeah. Was well, there was there was an O two Cyclops. Now I think that one was the uh, was the like the all new like the you know X the original X Men student. Yep. I uh, see that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, what did we get here for uh, AOA Cyclops? 
uh, 10 years ago. Uh, running shot, 9 attack, 16 ESD, 2 damage leadership for 75 points with the Brotherhood of Mutants TA. Um, well, he would definitely need that TA now with his 9 attack because he's going to have to right. roll 10s and 11s and 12s. Yeah, and back then it was just, it was free movement. like Or it didn't count against your action total. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he just he was a stinker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I guess I, I guess that still kind of carries over for me when I look at the sculpt of this piece. That's that's what I think of. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's fair enough. I mean, and uh, I guess in comparison, he would have been pretty cruddy for seventy five points even back then. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was horrible back then too. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I saw anybody play him ever. Right. Let's see. I'm gonna look here. How old was Mutations and Monsters? Two thousand eight. Uh, end of two thousand and seven. So let me just okay. see what was around him here. So that we we would have gotten other Age of Apocalypse stuff in that set too. Right? Yeah, they also had a, they also had a Jean Grey mm-hmm. uh, that was in that set, which was not horrible, um, as I remember. Um, we got Green Scar in that set. Yeah, so, oh yeah, so, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, everything around him, uh, just set number-wise, was just better pieces. Yeah, like that zero zero two like, Cyclops was, was pretty cool for, like, whatever, 50 points or whatever it was. I played that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see your complaints. I see the, uh, I see the old, uh, stop clicks, or, um, activation clicks here quite a bit, too. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's cool. The hood for 28 points? Anyways. Yeah. Um, so Iceman, right? So Iceman's the big guy here, right? He is running shot, pulse wave, 175 points. Sidestep, pulse wave at 60 points. Seven range, double targets. Um, and he creates ice clones. Ice clones. So, um, Survivor, so I think it's the big thing. At the end of your turn before clearing, if the number of Ice Clone bystanders on the map is less than Iceman's action tokens, generate one free, remove an an adjacent Ice Clone bystander from the game, turn Iceman as the giant symbol and modify the attack and damage values by plus one. Um, So, I don't know if that's probably not relevant for... um, ID card play, no. uh, and, unless you're real boying him off of a teleporter. Um, but you get to you get to call him out, do an action with him, and generate a token, which has sidestep, yeah. five range, in cap, toughness, shape change. So something definitely not inconsequential. Um, uh, Iceman definitely the best chase though. For sure. Um, Jean Grey, she's pretty interesting. TK herself, running shot, use Psyblast. Um, no defense power, no energy shield deflection. Um, the, I think a lot of her points got wasted on her defense power with regen and barrier is free with only one marker. Uh, I don't 
think you need that many clicks of regen. Um, I'm not terribly impressed with her. Um, no, not really. And I don't know, Mr. Sinister, I'm never super impressed with Mr. Sinister's either. Right, so, like, uh, he's another one that I haven't really read a lot of in the comics, but I remember him from the 90s X-Men show, right? Right. Um, and so it just never captures this sort of, like, evil, doesn't die sort right. of didn't guy, didn't... right? Yeah, because in the, in the TV show, like, he hardly could get hurt unless Cyclops was shooting him with his optic blasts, right. you know? And you don't get that from any of the figures that we've ever had, other than that, I think. No, no. Um, when was this? When was the last? Chaos War? Chaos War, we had the, uh, that was Dan Joins made that um, Mr. Sinister as his champ piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... That one's pretty good, but I mean, no moving attack. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a meta piece. Yeah, it was just a solid sculpt and everything. Yeah, yeah, fantastic sculpt. Uh, then see, then I think the set before that was Ultimates, uh, hundred and six points, perplex, very long dial. Um, he's got Horseman of the Apocalypse, so I guess that was the uh, Age of Apocalypse one. Um, yeah, there's a, there's another generic keyword, scientist, right there. Yeah, have we only gotten three of the Sinis- Mister Sinisters? Those are the- I, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. No, no. So we need the ultimate Mister Sinister here, the the quintessential one. Um. So the Fast Forces. I think have all solid call-out pieces, um, but nothing too crazy. Um, no. So, let's uh, round out our discussion with ID cards. Um, student IDs, they're all low enough points for swarm teams to get some extra attackers out there. Um, the all-new Wolverine's going to be great to drop the pog. Jubilee's not bad with that energy shield deflection that reduces uh, stats on the characters that she hits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is she's got a hit, though. Right, that's true. And she only has a 10 attack, I, yeah. Yeah. So. Leech, I guess, calling in and outwitting a bunch of people, possibly. Yeah. I like that. Um, you know, Prodigy, maybe... If he needed some extra powers on, uh, uh, your uh, see, that doesn't even really work, right? Because you don't, you'd go away. Um, yeah, before that really kicked in. Yeah, no Darwin ID card though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Rusty does the psychic blast. Uh, possibly is the the uh, fire token penetrating too. Mm-hmm. But you'd be able to activate that. Uh, that would that would work. Uh, like I said, but they're all low points, so you know, lower characters calling them in with your main attacker to do something else is also is is really good. Um, I mean, hand, hands down, the best ID card we're going to get. It's got to be what Wolverine, right? Yes. 
so I think there's all good options for all of the faculty ID cards. Uh, Angel for what we talked about on the killing him and bringing him back possible potential. Um, Beast is good for UXM. Uh, Beast call-in and the combat reflexes call-in. That's great for a swarm team. Um, Cyclops, just solid call-in pieces on Cyclops. The the chase. Um, I even like some of the UXM call-ins. Um, yeah, the rare, the rare from UXM, uh, I think is pretty cool. Yes, for sure. Um, and even the, uh, even the uncommon one is really good with a force blast and he's got the time lock trait. Um, of course, uh, super rare Iceman, um, yep. Super rare Iceman, the chase Iceman. Um, all super solid. Um, and Barrier is an inspiration on a teleporter. is not bad either. And did we mention Storm? Uh, we haven't got to Storm yet. Storm and Alias Storm are probably the new Nightwing <laughs> combo. Yes. Uh, yes. Her, um, her inspiration at three targets is excellent as well. Yes. Uh, that's good, good for your uh, example with Rat King. Um, yes. Yeah, as a teleporter inspiration, possibly for a little bit. Uh, Jean Grey, uh, inspiration passengers one. That's always good. Um, I think that would have been awesome uh, when drones were legal. Oh yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, drones carrying drones and. Doing drone, not counting towards your action total. Um, yeah. But, you know, Fast Forces Jean Grey is the big one. Chase Jean Grey is the, the other option. Um, I'm glad to see they gave different inspirations instead of just reiterating the ones we already had. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, uh, Emma Frost. Um. I'm not too excited with that about that one. Um, mind control as an inspiration is uh, not the strongest, um, but uh, the probably the UXM ones are better as the call-in one. Uh, the common one uh, mm-hmm. with the perplex, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on an X-Men theme team. So an X-Men theme team calling in the common Emma Frost is a, is a good thing. Um, and also the Prime is a pretty pretty hard-hitting call-in for the points. Uh, Shadowcat, I guess that's only... I don't, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't have the alternative um, names on here either. Um, but that's pretty much only the uh, L.E., Shadowcat, right? I believe so. I think that's all we've got. Yeah, so she's okay. Not the best piece. Um, Magneto, right? That's the other big one, at least for a few months. Uh, calling out Chase Mags from UXM. Uh, love, going to love to do that. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying, I'm going to do it. With, uh, <laughs> I'm just Uni Mind's going to call him out. It's going to happen if I can make it. If you know, if I oh get, yeah, if I can get the ID card and all that other stuff uh, in time, 
So I knew that I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, man, just uh, get somebody calling him in. Get somebody gets up close, uh, break down a wall, smash them for five damage each, maybe six. Um, just awesome, love it. Um, but really, also the um, calling in the rare Magneto uh, with the uh, the magnetic shield uh, is a good is a good play, and then just the uh, free attack unco- uncommon Magneto. Um, so he can attack and then um, running shot off the map or um, mm-hmm. uh, attack again. So fifty point call in, uh, pretty pretty swell. And we have a lot of nice cheap call ins available. Yes, yes. For the for the headmaster cards, mm-hmm. faculty cards, yeah. So I think to just touch on um, Steve DiCarlo's question a little bit. Um, I think what you have for Pat's event that I, I don't we really don't have time to talk about today is the amount of low point call ins that you'll have available for Pat's event is spectacular for a Quinjet team. You know the one that I can think of that like an AVX Cyclops mm-hmm. just comes to mind for an older one like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Storm, and then Wolverine is great on the teleporter for a few months and afterwards. Inspiration free. Heal one click. Yeah, my, my shredders will love to heal one click with that. <laughs> if they, you know. Yeah. With a, yeah. Uh, and then you've got low point call ins that you can call in with with those too, right? Even, right, exactly. Post rotation. Yeah, the uh, super rare can be played at 50, can do it at 50 points. Mm-hmm. So. And then you've got the Deadpool and X Force Wolverine. Um, mm-hmm. with the UXM one at fifty points right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fast for I mean that uh, that one at O two Wolverine is just he's ten clicks long as a call in. Uh, the Fast Forces one is a hundred points, so that's a little bit much for Shredders. Uh, but he can't um, he can't be uh, outwitted. Um, so the vampire Wolverine's way too many points, and he did he retire? He may have retired. Oh, he's already retired, I yeah. think. Um, but no, I, I love the Wolverines calling it. It is a it is pair really great with Shredders. So, all right, Jason, let's uh, let's round out our conversation today with uh, with any other questions. Okay. Um, so, Aries, we talked about um, the WKO scene in March, right? It's going to be the ID cards. Um, I, I see that being the immediate um, impact, Prodigy being the immediate impact. Um, any other thoughts there, Jason? Mm, no, I think you're right. ID cards are going to be the big thing. Storm, Wolverine, Teleporter Teams, Cyclops. Mm-hmm. On those, yeah, I'm sure people are going to play Prodigy and Leech and Darwin. You're going to see it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to play them, mm-hmm. and probably win with it. Yeah, um, they're, not, they're none of them are horrible, right? Uh, Brian Poling, uh, I'll answer your question about uh, the Rock Age tournaments in our, our next sub little episode covering Rock Age. Uh, 
Nick Haberman, why does WizKids hate Gambit so much? Because Gambit's a bitch. <laughs> no, not really. I just had, I thought it was, you know. Oh, I mean, I guess the real question is, was he a part of this Xavier School theme? I don't think Gambit was like a, really like a teacher much. I thought I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had a cool Gambit since like Wolverine and X-Men, right? So. And that was possibly the coolest Gambit? Ever? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that was the uh, Gambit that uh, picked up objects and threw them and did all kinds and, of cool, cool shit with that. Yeah, that's the, the huge energy explosion damage that he did. Yeah, it popped off of the team base. and Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, increase the damage dealt by two. That would be even good with the new, with the current energy explosion rules. Yes, it would. So. Um, we, Joshua, we talked about your question. Uh, Matthew Armour, uh, any insights as to why we have a Colossus ID but didn't get a new Colossus? Uh, it just seems like a little planning on WizKids' part would have given us a great combo. Um We've got the OP fig that'll be around for a while. Um, and then the one in Deadpool is pretty good. Um, yeah. Uh, Jesse um, writes in, Jesse from California. I don't know how to say your last name, Jesse. Um, the lack of a Forge ID. Uh, and I think I've seen that explained as Forge was not a teacher or a student at the time. Or ever, I don't think. Yeah, I... I Again, my experience with Forge was the cartoon show, so... Mm, yeah, mine, mine as well. So, um, Michael Hope writes in, Hey guys, all the way from Puerto Rico, I have a love and hate with the X-Men sets. Do you really think this set is any good? I know Leech Darwin and the Cyclops is good, but is the set as good as Thor or a few pieces? Um, it's... It's not as good as Thor, like overall. I don't yeah, think right. Thor is one of the best sets ever, probably. Yes, but I think it is a X Men. This X Men set's going to be a good enough set that you should complete uh, for post rotation. Yeah, play. Yeah, I don't think it's even the best X Men set ever. I think Giant Size X Men is the best X Men set we ever got. Right. Uh, but this is still a pretty good... I think I like this better than Uncanny X-Men. Yes, I like this better than Uncanny X-Men. It, it's more dynamic, is, is yeah. what I would say. Um, Steve DiCarlo, I'm going to answer your question on a, on the next episode, so I've got those two things tabled. Um, Joseph Easton writes in, We don't see a lot of named theme teams in the meta. Do you think the, the huge flood of X-Men, that, that'll break, that they'll break through? No. No. Um, I think the only named theme team that's viable is Gotham City Underworld. Um, uh, maybe somebody can convince me that Chase Mags making somebody else a uh, X-Men is going to be good. But I, I, that's just beyond my scope. If somebody else is smarter than me on that, then I will gladly take your advice. Um, Lucas Tom Van Hollen, which ID is best and why is it Wolverine? Um, teleporter, Wolverine's the best. Um, 
After that, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Probably Storm. Yeah. Um, Seth Davis, why do we not see more Mangog teams? Um, he's barely, he's not the easiest to play, I don't think. Yeah, he's not the easiest to play. He can be beat down, you know, with enough focused fire, even with Nighthawk. Um, Wes Summers asks, why hasn't Ophidian been banned from Rock Age? It's up for another time, probably. It's up for another time. Um... And uh, Jesse, let's answer this. Let's round out this one. Uh, mm. Harrison, uh, I, I can. I have to think about your question longer. And William, I answered your question. So Jesse, let's uh, let's let's end with this one. Can we get a few more WWE to clicks comparison? Who is the Nakamura? Oh gosh. Um, Just the rock star piece. <laughs> uh, mm, no, I don't know. I was going to go with kind of like uh, Mr. Sinister, actually, because we've been talking about it. Kind of like uh, slithery, slimy, blackened lights, you know, blackened, flashing lights and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, that's just kind of what goes through my head. But I guess if you're thinking rock star... Um, I got all these X-Men pieces in my head right now. Um. I don't know. Like, a, a Baron Corbin, I think of, like, the Silver Surfer because, like, he's they've always squandered the Silver Surfer that they've made. Like, it's never... Oh, man. It's never good. Like, as it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, he, so, last one, Heath Slater... I would agree with the Silver Surfer, by the way. That's that's always a good one. Yeah, Heath Slater. Hmm. Uh, just kind of a I don't know. Um, who's kind of who's the click that gets told to just sit in the corner and nobody really cares about? Hmm. That's, uh, that's a. I don't know. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Uh, good question. Maybe, um, maybe like Hank Pym. Yeah, like he's relevant once for a while, and then everybody just forgets about him. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> so, all right, Jason, final thoughts for today so we can go start watching the Super Bowl. Uh, enjoy your chicken wings today. I wish I had some. <laughs> Same here, Mangog. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Clickstaff today, and we'll talk to you all next time. Later.